This is Infection, the Survival Podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, November 10th, 2020, episode 304. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Of course, visit our website, InfectionPodcast.com. Joining me, the 8-Bit Man himself. People said, bring back 8-Bit Man. I said, sure. It's perfect. Yeah, we so I went this. out. So it's like like a water hose, Brian. I took my internet cable and I crimped it all around so that we could keep eight bit Brian, um, who's oh, no, uh, from, from the from the great from the great state of Idaho. Good evening, uh, Mister Mister Brian. How are you? I am doing well. Hey, if you want to uh, you want to find me, find me at Brian Aldridge on Parlor, and you probably I don't know if you've noticed a lot more people are joining Parlor lately. I don't think uh, I follow Parler. Also, you can I get me. Do that. Huh? I don't think yeah, I follow you on. Parler. I'm on there. Um, I think I follow you. We probably okay, are. Yeah, you probably I did, just probably. didn't realize it. Uh, or you can get me at biteoftech.com, and that's my blog. There's also different ways to contact me through that. Uh, if you want to contact both of us or join other people that listen and view the podcast, you can do that through go to the right-hand side of our website at infectionpodcast.com. Uh, click that button. You can do it either through a mobile app, you can do it through a desktop app, or even a web-based uh, use, so you don't even have to install anything if we want to use it. Uh, we also have our Steam group. If you want to get a notification before the live show, notice last week we had a show on a different day. Uh, if you happen to have been sitting at your computer and you're a member of that group, you would get a notification and let us know that, hey, you can jump into the chat and join in with the game giveaways and things like that. Uh, we also have our YouTube channel that you can watch video after the fact or watch the live stream, uh, our Twitch, which is live, BitChute, and DLive. Uh, or if you want to listen to the audio-only forms, you can go to the lower right-hand side, and they've got those for desktop apps, mobile apps, all kinds of different things there. Uh, you can click whichever is most appropriate for you. And also our extras channel that Judd does, and you can uh, you can click that and see the pre and post shows that get posted there. Uh, we also have on here show notes for what'll be 304 episodes of the show up to this point. So if you're listening after the fact or watching after the fact, you're more than welcome to go on there and follow along, click some of the links, maybe watch the videos locally, uh, and uh, and that will help you after the fact recordings. If you want to support us, uh, I'm sure we'll hear some prime gaming subs through this, or you can go to amazon.infectionpodcast.com and humble.infectionpodcast.com if you're going to be purchasing things coming into the holiday season. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, yeah, so hopefully we'll have a couple of those coming in. So, all right. You know, this is not the Nick show, but for all intents and mm-hmm. purposes, it's at least half the Nick show. So we're going to use this. So I'm going to use this platform that I have here, Brian. To our millions of listeners mm-hmm. across the world, AT and T okay. is a terrible company. They have okay. terrible customer support. I can deal with a crappy product, or at least a crappy solution in the interim, if somebody's willing to rectify the issue. Right? I think every. Yeah. I think every. I think most people are like that. Right? You go to the mechanic. And you get something done, you drive it for three days and this is something similar happens or or something else is broken because of it. You pull back into the mechanic. Most of the time they'll go, oh my God, yes, bring it in. We'll fix all that up. No charge, no problem, whatever. 
That's called customer service. Yeah. So I've had AT&T internet, uh, AT&T gigabit fiber at my house uh, since I've moved in in July. Um, the service was super rocky at the start. I had three or four large yeah. outages, multi-hour outages. Um, and since then, it's been fine. Well, if you're a listener of this program or a watcher of this program, you'd notice about three weeks ago, um, Brian's video uh, started going to hell in a handbasket um, and the, the Twitch stream would start buffering and start stopping and starting. So um, I've had modems replaced, cables replaced, and I finally have tracked down the issue thanks to our good friend Tag, who uh, works for an internet provider uh, in the United States. And uh, he, he uh, sent me a, a DM on Discord um, was it Monday night or Sunday night, or I don't remember exactly when we first talked. But yeah, I think it was Sunday night or Saturday night. Um, and he said, hey, uh, run, download the software, run it, and uh, let's take a look at what's going on. So uh, upon installing some software, Brian, and doing some, some trace routing, I have determined, based on my own troubleshooting, as, as no help provided by my internet service provider, that there is a router in my chain that between the hours of 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Eastern time and about midnight is probably too congested. Because starting around yeah. 6.30 Eastern time, I start dropping anywhere between 7 and 15% of my packets, which... Which is perfect if, time right for our show. It's the perfect <laughs> time for our show. It also, that time also happens to be the peak use of the internet. That's when most people are getting done with dinner, they're sitting down on the couch, they're pulling up Netflix or YouTube or Hulu, whatever it may be. Peak hours of the internet on the East Coast. Well, yep. troubleshooting back and forth. I can't get anybody to look at it. The AT&T will not respond to anything I put on Twitter. I've, I've sent them multiple tweets. I've called multiple times. The last technician I talked to last night at like 10 o'clock pretty much told me I was SOL. I could file a complaint with AT&T's legal department. They would respond within 30 business days, and then we would see what happened from there, which is unfucking believable I yeah, mean, let's delay you until you just stop. Well, and, and, and there's no guarantee of anything. So they want me to they want me to mail out a bunch of they want me to mail out a bunch of paperwork. I have to get it notarized, by the way, mail out paperwork, pay to go get it notarized, print out a bunch of screenshots of a trace route, shove it in an envelope. God knows if it's going to get to its destination, if the Postal Service has got any sense about it, it's going to get to a lawyer yeah. in Atlanta to AT&T's legal department. They're going to open it up and then I'm going to just cross my fingers that, oh, and by the way, 30 days from now, Brian, uh, we're knocking on the door of Christmas. So I'm sure that, you know, the, the text, everybody's going to be crackpot on the, on my issue two weeks before Christmas, um, yeah. that they're going to resolve my issue. So AT&T's customer service has been absolute garbage. They are unwilling Via phone support, I can't talk to anybody else. I have no, I have no way to get in touch with anybody else. I've asked to speak to managers, asked to be escalated. They tell me there's nobody available, and they've pretty much given me no choice but to hmm. switch providers, which is what I've done. And yeah. I've got an outstanding, outstanding bill with AT&T right now. They can kiss my ass. I'm not paying it. They can take it to collections. I don't need a credit score. It can sit on my credit record for the next eight years, I don't give a shit. This customer service experience with AT&T has been terrible. And I'll say this as a 
public service announcement to anybody that is moving or has the opportunity to upgrade to AT&T, stick with your cable provider if if they're providing you decent service. I was super excited. And literally one of the things I looked at when purchasing a house was, could I get AT&T gigabit internet? This house had it. Great. It has been nothing but a hassle ever since. Their customer support sucks. They're unwilling to help their customers. And they have now lost a, I will, I will never, I'm going to have slower speeds at a more expensive cost with spectrum. And I'm very happy to do that. And as much as I may hate spectrum and hate their pricing, if you have an issue, which I've had in the past, both on a business and a residential side, they actually will troubleshoot your issues. AT&T has pretty yeah. much told me to go fuck myself. That's the result of my last couple phone calls. Plain and simple. I'm like, yeah. log into my equipment. You can see the delay. Oh, yeah, we'll send a uh, send a letter to our legal team. Um, and it's a, uh, I got, I'll see if I can get the exact verbiage of the, of the letter. Um, oh, where did it go? It's, um, oh, here it is. It is a notice of dispute, Brian. So they want me to mail this thing out and send send this send this into their Perfect. legal department um to the office for dispute resolutions at AT&T in Atlanta, Georgia. Fill all this crap out, print out screenshots, describe my issue and attach supporting documents if I wish. And then and then if necessary, please use the reverse side and then ask what relief you would like from AT&T. I'd like you to fix my damn internet, which they are yeah. unwilling to do so. So, well, and that's crazy that you can tell that company's been around a long time if they're falling back on you printing something out, attaching screenshots that you've printed to a letter and then sending that in the mail. I mean, that's absolutely useless. Well, it's useless, but the other thing that I don't understand AT&T is one of the largest, they may be the largest communications company in the world. They've got a cell network. They've got the residential internet network. They own what, DirecTV or Dish, one of those. They're a huge communications network. Yeah, Tag says you need to attach an 8-bit photo of me and say, here is the issue. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to drive down Atlanta to to the Office of Dispute Resolution and put my foot up somebody's ass. That's, That's probably what I'll do. Um, but the fact that they make it out that there's nobody, that's been the thing that's frustrating me more than anything else. By the way, if you say, oh my God, Nick, you're being ridiculous. I work in customer service. I work for a managed service provider. I talk to people all day, every day. My literal job is to fix their issues. It is my job. I I work in customer service. I work in customer support. And the, just... Un- inability and unwillingness to try to troubleshoot my issue has been eye-opening to me. Um, yeah. And well, that's I, one of the reasons that I've stuck I just with I don't my get it. provider is because the, my provider has always given good support. Uh, you know, they give the best speeds, good price, decent price, not the best price. But where our servers hosted, so we we host our game server at my dad's house because he has fiber which has a better, I mean, I get gigabit down, 50 megabit up. He gets a hundred down fiber, 50 up. And I could do gigabit for an extra 40 bucks a month, but we're not using the bandwidth of yeah. the 50 up currently. But here I could host it here, but the, just the, the latency is so much worse on cable versus fiber 
that I prefer it being there. Uh, but here it's, I, I use cable and I, I mean, I, I would kind of struggle. Maybe I, I would probably try fiber here, make sure that it was a good experience. But my cable here has just always been, if I have an issue, I can call them. You get to a person in the U S who you can talk to directly. Who's actually an engineer. Uh, they'll come out to your house and check all your wiring and, and work with you. Uh, any problem they've rerun the wire, you know, from their box all the way to my house, just to make sure I get a good connection that works with my gigabit. So I don't know this internet providers are tough because usually you have so few choices and here either i go with dsl which is what 40 meg down and five up or something if you're lucky or if i'm lucky or i go with cable uh i know that t-mobile you know they're starting to roll out these uh versions that are wireless but it's just not going to be the same as a cable connection yeah, and so wow. that, that that's something that I'm wondering. Once, like Starlink, for instance, from that that they're working on rolling out, that's going to be 100 megabit worldwide. Maybe that will make a little bit more competition. I mean, the best thing we've talked about in here plenty of times: competition is the best thing to give better service to people. The second that you take away competition, is why socialism and things like that generally don't <laughs> work out. Is because if you don't have competition, things never improve, and you always go to the the basic level. And the AT&T does offer the best price. for I was getting a gigabit fiber, Brian, a thousand me- prior to like three weeks ago, I was getting a thousand megabits symmetrical for $60 and 98 cents a month with tax unbeatable price. Yeah. But if it doesn't work and their customer service is unwilling to support it, God forbid we hadn't have a big hurricane or something this year. I can only imagine what it would have looked like. By the way, we did have a hurricane and they were up the entire time. So it really, really sucks that I have to switch away from them. Um, I, I Maybe in the future, I'll get them back and have two connections. Uh, I just well, obviously not- they're expanding too quickly because if, if they're hitting points where the, ba- the bandwidth for the different pieces of equipment along the path are getting too congested, well, they need to either up up the equipment there or spread out the load across, you know, other routes. And that may take them a bit to do, but I'm sure they have it on their list. I mean, I can't imagine them ignoring that and having bad service for a huge section of the city for months and months. Oh, I think, uh, I think if I could have gotten my, I, I tried to buy a set, a set of static IPs last night to just see, maybe it's my route. See if it they, made a difference. Yeah. They would not let me buy a static IPs. They're like, oh, we don't support that for your account. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I want to pay more to potentially resolve your issue that you're unable to troubleshoot. And they told me no. So yeah. I very much look forward to uh, the AT&T coming to pick up some of their equipment. Hopefully it's all in working status when they come and pick it up. And, um, and yeah, switching over to... Uh, so m- moral of the story, if you work in customer service... Well, I mean, if you, well, first of all, if you work for AT, if somebody works for AT and T, get me in touch with somebody because I'm on a, as a yeah. active customer, I'm literally unable to speak to anybody. Um, yep. But secondly, uh, this will be the, hopefully the last week of uh, this crappy connection between Brian and myself, which is actually holding on pretty decent this evening, but still um, not anywhere near what about, where it needs to be. What about even like a uh, like a like a business package bringing up? Because that's one thing I did do here to be able to qualify for certain things i upgraded my home to an inter- a business package like I said i was a business connection for a period of time then when that the perk of that went away or the reason that i did it 
and away, uh, I rolled it back to a home one. I wonder if they give you different te- technical support. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not paying for it, so I can. They can. They can. They. They're done. I'm done. I'm. Out. It's over. R- friendship with AT and T is over. Spectrum is my new best friend. To uh, yeah. To quote. Well, to quote. A, to as quote long as me. they give you good service. Yeah, and and good. But and I'll say for the record, called Spectrum this morning. But I, I don't like Spectrum. I just they're the they're the larger the second largest cable company in the in the U.S. Called Spectrum this morning at ten o'clock. They are overnight FedExing mm-hmm. me all of my equipment for tomorrow. Nice. So. Perfect. Yeah, that that yeah. Take that for what it's worth. So, um, hopefully, we'll uh, hang on this evening. Uh, my rant is out of the way. I just uh, give a I'll give a quick PSA. Anybody moving to an area and going, oh my god, they have AT and T fiber. You might be fine, but just say it, service worked great since July, and then about four weeks ago, yeah. it's been hell ever since. No resolution and an unwillingness to help me. So, buyer beware. All right. All right. Um, Where do you want to go from here? Well, jump into the, some things. Yeah, or is there yeah. anything else we need to talk about before? No, no I think we're good. Um, I do want to, of course, jump into something huge, which is the launch of a new console, Brian. Not something that, um, mm-hmm. you know, not many things have not happened since you and I have started doing the show. We've been doing it so long. The one thing that hasn't happened, though, is the launch of a new console. Um, we yes. were uh, about, what, a year two years after the launch of the current generation systems. And um, today is, in fact, the day. The next generation Xbox gaming systems are out. Um, and the, the, there are two Good models. Good luck finding of, them, though. That's the issue. So, yeah, I, um, I saw a couple of interesting things today. Um, one was, well, first of all, you can't get these. And by, I'll say this, Brian, you and I both talked about this months ago with the start when 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 this first started with all the corona yep. stuff and and all the um delays and and supply chain issues i said there was not a chance that there was going to be enough of these devices available there never is any way add on top of that supply chain issues um and it appears that these things are pretty hard to find again the the retail prices for this are 499.99 and two ninety nine ninety nine, one with and one without a disk drive, and um, some different specs on the lower end one, the Xbox Series X, as comparison to the Xbox Series X. Not to be confused with the Xbox One X or Xbox One S that they that they also yeah, have, which is the stupidest um, thing they've ever done. They're too close in names. I would I would tend to agree with that. So there hasn't been um, there hasn't been anything crazy that i've seen thus far again they they were just they just got into consumers hands today um so we don't i did hear there was an issue i heard there was an issue with the external storage i thought Uh, that was on the playstation oh was that the playstation i thought i was play games off external storage is that what you're talking about no i think there was an issue with with like it overheating or something i I did read about a hit issue i I don't want to I did read a heat issue about maybe, the maybe it was PlayStation. Now I have heard about overheating issues on Playstations. Uh that some of the test ones that they have in stores are sitting there and overheating. Uh, well and so that 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 is an issue having them sitting on. Uh but there's a lot of people that have their Xboxes and Playstations on for many, many hours. So that yeah. could be a very real issue. This is this is the reason that Xbox struggled so much with the three sixty early on was overheating <laughs> issues. 
focus. I mean, I have an Xbox that I only played for a couple months and I've made the mistake of taking it apart. Uh, they sent me a box, unit, but the problem is I took it apart the day before and it kind of ruined the uh, warranty on it. Ah. And so I just stuck it in the box and never played it again. Um, but that was, that was a very, very common issue. The red ring of death uh, on the Xbox 360s. And it looks like the Playstations have those this time. Uh, the Xbox seems to be, I'm seeing a lot more positive things on the Xbox currently. A lot of people are, first of all, we'll talk a little bit uh, about exclusives. That's been something I've been saying since uh, the Bethesda deal. I mm-hmm. think they're going to keep going for exclusives. I think the biggest selling point of Xbox, not only hardware being better, but it's the it's the titles. It's the Game Pass. The Game Pass is actually a Game Pass. It's not a streaming service where the only thing you can really get through PlayStation is PS Now, which is a streaming service. Uh, most people don't want to stream, especially competitive video games. Uh, but the Xbox lets you install all these games, uh, similar to the ones that you get for free on the PlayStation, you know, monthly from the PS Now yeah. or from for the PS Plus. Uh, so first of all, there was a report put out and it says Microsoft is looking to buy Japanese studios. Uh, and okay. so this is something that they're continuing to do. They're looking for other studios that are making games so that they can buy, include them in their Xbox Game Pass for free. Today, uh, the EA Access that, that has all of the EA games is now bundled into the PlayStation's, uh, what, Ultimate, I think they call it, their, their uh, level of their pass now includes all EA games in it. So it's now going to have all Bethesda games, all EA games, and then whatever other purchases they manage to make. Uh, the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be included on the Game Pass day one. So, I mean, if you if they can get enough of those big titles included, the Game Pass almost pays for itself uh, if they can maintain getting those big titles every couple months. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, we've been through this. I don't want to rehash it all over again. Yeah, I could, I completely agree with that. Um, and, you know, I, I obviously, I think a lot of people, myself included, think this is possibly the last big console launch. Um, I think it's possible that the next generation of consoles is more of a Google Stadia kind of a a thing where it's a much cheaper device that's maybe a hundred dollars or 150 dollars and has got a you know monthly game pass is a required service for it or whatever um Mm -hmm. and it's something like that i i think there's a possibility that this is the last large console long maybe maybe they've got one more after this but again you'd be you'd be you know pushing 2024 2025 and i mean who yeah who, who knows where who knows where we're going to be in terms of it's going to be you know, to, bandwidth is really the big thing who knows where we're going to be in terms of bandwidth in those years to come forward you of course you mentioned earlier starlink um and now both at&t and um t-mobile are both rolling out unlimited home, home. 4g yeah, wireless internet. connections um so depending on where we stand on those, I think that's a real possibility. But I'm noticing one thing here, Brian, and maybe it's, I, well, I don't think, maybe. I think my age obviously plays a huge part of it as I'm not a child anymore. Uh, well, at least I, mm-hmm. 
legally I'm not a child anymore. Um, there really is no, uh, there's real no, there's no pizzazz with the console launches this year. I saw that they were coming yeah. out today. I read a couple things about it at lunch, and that was about it. I, I just, yeah. I, I really don't care. Well, and I think, I think part of it, not having that super exclusive. There's not a title that's like I can experience this, and it's going to look awesome compared to what it looks like on the X uh, One, uh, and get because right now, if I go buy the Xbox today. What game am I going to go play on it that's not going to look almost identical to other than ray, maybe something will have ray tracing turned on? But how's it going to be that much different than my current Xbox that I have? I don't I don't see anything that's drastically different that that gives me that kind of awe, you know, shock and awe of wow, this looks amazing. And maybe once a couple different titles come out, you know, once Cyberpunk comes out, uh, you know, something else comes out that actually is made for the new generation of console, then uh, then it'll be a reason to go out there and try it out. I'm, I'm reading an article here. Xbox Series X launch games. Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, which is the new Assassin's Creed game. Fortnite. <laughs> That's the second game on this list from CNET. Fortnite. Cuisine Royale, which is another cooking. It sounds cooking, but they're holding guns. Oh, that's that game. It's like a battle royale where you have like strainers on your head. Remember that one? Remember (laughs) seeing that? No, it's you have like kitchen kitchen utilities and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Which, by the way, they they have like like new little strainers instead. Now, this has been out since 2018. NBA yep. 2K21, um, which is a new game. Dirt 5, which is a new game. Uh, WRC9, which is another racing game, also new. Borderlands 3, which is not a new game. That's been out. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is not a new game. Uh, Bright Memory, don't know anything about it, not a new game. Uh, Evergate. Is a Nintendo Switch game Tetris Effect Connected? Perfect. I mean, this is this is a you're gonna this this console is five ninety nine before tax and CNET. Yep. Take it for what it's worth. Second game on their list is Fortnite, <laughs> a free to play yep. battle royale game. You're gonna go and after tax and another controller are gonna spend damn near seven hundred dollars on this thing. And the set and the, and, the, and the only new, real new first title is going to be Assassin's Creed, which is the same reskinned garbage every two years. You'd be a jackass to be running out on day one of this, buying one of these. There's nothing to play. And you say, oh, well, Sony, yeah. Sony doesn't have any of the exclusives either. There's nothing available yeah, on launch. Cyberpunk's not even out yet. The big next generation game. The holy grail of gaming, the GTA 5 equivalent of this console generation, isn't out for a freaking month. Yeah. They should have delayed this. I mean, with Christmas, that's a tough thing. They they, they have to put it out before Christmas because they want to. Yeah, nobody's going to buy one. It. Nobody's going to be able to buy one anyway. You're not going to get your hands on one. So who cares if it's available for Christmas? A Sony well, and Microsoft. On Amazon. 
Yeah. I looked on his Amazon and the minimum price is like a something to buy them. Sony and Microsoft have both already said the systems will not be in stores for Christmas. Online sales only, which means you are competing with every other Tom, Dick, and Harry on GameStop, Target, Walmart, or Best Buy's website. There are they are not going to be in stores. So wh- I just I don't understand why these things came out right now. It seems it's going to be the like, slowest rollout ever. I mean, the thing is, people will get them, but this is where people are getting them over there. Finally, going to use them once some real games actually come out for it. Because not even yeah. all the games are backwards compatible at the moment. Well, and, and, and some of the games that are out are not even available yet. Like Mortal Kombat 11, it's not available day one. It's available on the 17th. So you have to wait a week. Yeah. So you're going to get this brand new shot. Brian, it's like, it'd be like going out and buying a Porsche and not being able to put any gas in it. Yeah, you can sit in your driveway and wax it and polish it and kiss it all you want. (laughs) You can't drive the car. What the hell's the point? And this is exactly what these next generation consoles are running into. There are no games to play. Fortnite is the list. The second game on CNET's A free-to-play game that looks no different. I mean, I guess race racing on Fortnite is going to be amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't see Minecraft on this list. And as a Microsoft owned property that rather pisses me off because i'd love to own i must own oh by the way no man's sky is going to be available yeah not yet well it will be be able to play it (laughs) no i will that's the thing is minecraft i assume they're waiting probably for the ray tracing rollout and they've been testing ray tracing i wonder if they're just waiting to officially announce it once they feel like ray tracing is ready and I, I will say this, obviously, a new Call of Duty does come out in three days, which I'm very excited for. Um, so take that for uh, take that for what it's worth. So that's yeah. the new thing, but that's also going to be on both generations. So that's where we stand. Um, not not a launch I'm excited about. I know I, I've seen a couple posts on Twitter and Facebook of people wondering where they can get one. I've seen some tweets of pi- pictures of people because by the way the xbox is huge like i don't know if you've seen the pictures of this thing it is massive um yeah but i mean if it's considered it's pretty much a mini pc now i would hope i mean that's that's probably the reason it's not overheating when the uh, playstations are yeah because they actually made it like a mini computer rather than trying to keep the console size so that's where we stand uh new xbox out if uh, you've got one of these maybe you were lucky enough to pre-order or you're finding one in a store um send us a tweet at infection cast love to hear from you leave us a comment on our youtube or BitChute channels or uh throw a note in our discord server i'm i'm genuinely curious if how people are feeling i feel like i'm a little out of uh little out of touch obviously with the political stuff going on i was very drained i know you were as well brian doing a lot of that stuff yeah. so maybe maybe i'm a little too disconnected um Maybe I'm more disconnected than I should be, but I just am not feeling the the hype and and the, the again, this does not happen often. We get a brand new console launch every six or seven years. And normally yep. it is huge when these things come out and I haven't seen a whole I need, lot. The thing is I need a game that's gonna showcase the technology. If it's Call if it's Duty. not gonna showcase the technology, 
if it's not going to showcase the technology, there's no point in getting it right now because okay. I want it to look better. I want it to seem better. I don't want it just for the sake that it runs uh, The Witcher with no loading screen. It's hot enough for me to play Witcher 3 with no loading screen, actual game that's using con- uh, current generation graphics. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. So let's go jump onto some other news really quick. Uh, There was a a fire at the MSI. Well, it's PCB factory, but it's an MSI factory. So there was a a big fire. It was November 5th. I was kind of concerned because we've already had shortages uh, of certain video cards. And that was my biggest concern of MSI found, okay, what are we going to be short on? We already were working about cards and a lot of hardware coming up because of covid and everything else they did say that there were first of all there were no injuries in the fire that's good and they already are back up and running so Jesus. it must have been in an area uh they said were caused and the production line was not damaged so for people that were wondering uh, you may have heard about it it must have been in some other of the factory actually affect their production line so i would assume that that won't be an issue uh, going forward with some of the MSI products. So just a little heads up. I'm reading this article right now. Uh, do you scroll down to the bottom? Did you know that the CEO of MSI died four months ago after falling from a building in Taiwan? Okay, well, okay. Yes, I did read about that. What I was curious of, now they say fell from a building. Yeah. What's one of the most common things in Japan? Suicide. Suicide. Japan has an yeah. incredibly high suicide rate. And generally, it, most of these facts in most of these these different places where they have taller buildings, they put in Japan, they put nets around the outside of the factory so that people fall off because G- people jump off the building so much that they put nets around to prevent people from dying so that it catches them and they can't kill themselves. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, I didn't realize that. That's I didn't hear anything about it. That's super weird. Well, that sucks. Um, and yeah, obviously that fire wasn't too extreme if they're back up and running. And well, I don't know. Did you, did you watch? Uh, did you watch Chernobyl, the HBO series? Yes, excellent well, show. I mean, by the way, maybe maybe they're pulling a Chernobyl, like the factory's burning down, and they're like, oh, yeah, really, really, we need more memory. We need more fine. RGB RAM. Hurry, the, the the Americans need more RAM. Get in, get in there. Yeah. <laughs> So everything's fine. So there you go. Um, so that is, uh, that is MSI. Um, you've got something on here about unreal engine, which I know you're a, a, a rather large fan of what, uh, what do we have here? Yeah. So, the, uh, first of all, Unreal has been expanding into a lot of areas. Uh, we've got things with, uh, making you know designs of buildings and showcasing layouts of the you know there's an application that does that they've also been getting the market and they've created first of all i'm working on an unreal system that works kind of in competition auto and those type uh, apple play i think they call it or carplay or something like that uh, but they're an infotainment system inside of sickles if you look there's kind of a showcase if you go to the video some of the things that they're currently doing uh but, but they've been general motors general motors has been using it uh because 
they like the the visual language that it uses and they're looking to enhance the language that they use for their driver assistance systems they, they want to use that in unreal engine to expand on that uh and so this is something that because you can buy uh, you know you can have 3d representations of things but this is something that uh that they're going to also use in dealerships as you can see here to show off the different packages show off the different vehicles and wheels and everything else uh so they're they're really expanding into it trying to make it to where it is replaces some of the current products and enhances the showroom floor you know you've seen i've seen it like places where you can put different tires but they're very poorly done and they just superimpose just onto it this will actually put the tire and you can see it moving over objects driving around uh i haven't seen any examples of the in-car entertainment system though uh that the infotainment system that that's that other than this i don't this mo maybe this is it right here you know where it says mode uh i think this is actually what it will look like i think this is an example of what it you switch to an off road you can have a driving on the frame mode it will adjust the car settings um, you can click to other things. It'll give you visual representations of maybe like, like uh, driving around, uh, you know, with the navigation system. This be the full system uh, where you, it'll be interesting to see. I, I haven't seen GM will be the first one that I've seen doing it. It'd be nice because Android Auto is okay. We know how Google is. They you know, things that, you know, quickly, uh, sometimes they'll just let stuff die in the vine and they don't ever update it again. Uh, Android Auto has been something they kind of work on here. It'd be nice if you got a company that actually and main kept it up to date. So we will see. Yes, sir, we will. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of Fortnite, which is everybody's favorite game, um, there's always been the um, questions and and whatnots of a. Oop, that's not the force. This is Fortnite. Uh, there's always been questions and talks about a Fortnite too, of course. Um, now I'm not. Um, I'm not necessarily sold. I don't think every game needs a two, and I would make the argument that Fortnite is one of these games, right? The, the, what are you going to do in Fortnite? Well, Add a new map? Like, what, what's what? What are you going to do? Well, I mean, but the thing is, they're con it's an, since it's an online only game. I think them cycling through because they could always go back to old styles if they wanted to. But I think one of the selling points is the fact, and the one thing that keeps it alive is that they keep changing it. They keep changing the map. Um, they keep, you know, they keep putting in new vehicles, new weapons. Just they change it up. They'll take something while they'll put them back in. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think with this, it doesn't need a two. They're going for something totally different. But I would, I would imagine them keeping this and always just keeping it up to date and enhancing it because they do that. There's no reason that this technology they make the engine. They're not, not going to hit the end of this engine and be like, oh, you know, we're done with this one. Well, I'm going to start over on the new engine on something else. This will go. This will be on Unreal Engine five before probably any other game is. Yeah, I, I yes, I do believe that'll be the case. Um, so what what's being floated around right now? And Brian, by the way, I'm going to turn off my video to you, um, so you'll okay. just hear me. Um, actually, I can't do that. Never mind. Um, the uh. What's being floated around is a subscription model. Now, 
I think everybody's initial reaction to that is, oh my God, no. Um, but then as you, as you dig into it, do you think, okay, well, maybe this is how you circumvent, you know, we don't like loop. Here's the thing. Companies need to make money. We as consumers, I think generally, we don't like loot boxes, right? We don't like these nickel and dime things. Well, one of the solutions in a game that has done this very well is a game known as World of Warcraft, which has got a big DLC mm-hmm. coming out in a couple of weeks. They don't have any of that stuff. Well, they do now, but they don't. They never had any of that stuff, and you just paid a monthly subscription to pay the, play the game. So Epic apparently is shopping around the idea of doing this same thing. They're working on a survey, apparently, that leaked on Twitter, um, which they are looking at a monthly subscription, um, and they're asking players' opinions on two different price points, $15.99 and $18.99, which is outrageous for a game like Fortnite. Um, And I don't think you'll have many people... um, jumping at that well okay wait wait a minute though imagine the person that first of all already subscribes to the the pass the the pass because that's included in that fee uh and also is constantly buying v so how let me look up how much is a thousand v bucks uh uh, 10 bucks or something i don't know okay so a thousand v bucks uh is it ten bucks? I, the season pass is probably what fifteen bucks or something. So that'd be about three months worth of season pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of works out. I mean, buying those things, you get a little extra than what you would have gotten without it, right? I think that is kind of the thinking of they're giving you. If you did buy those every month, if you bought V month and you have the season pass, you're getting that plus a little extra. Yes, but the season passes in every month. No, I'm saying it's like three months worth of season pass. It breaks out to about three months worth yeah. of season pass. If you're because you're taking about five dollars, it's about fifteen dollars season pass. It's about three months before you would then be paying more. But then, but how they how they don't they don't do but what two or three seasons a year? Uh, it seems like months they're doing a new season. So, okay, so yeah, maybe, maybe that is the it's, case. It's about it's probably about that that time. So. I think, though, for me, one of the larger things here that is, you know, no matter how much money Epic makes, it is very expensive to operate a game like Fortnite. The more users they have, the the more success that they have, the less money they probably actually make. And I know that sounds a little convoluted, but it costs so much to operate a game like Fortnite. Um, or any of these always on games, especially the free ones like like Fortnite. Eventually, Brian, this becomes unsustainable to do as a company because you have to keep yeah. servers active for your player count, and if they're not spending money, now they did back in. We looked at what they made in 2019, and it was some ungodly number. Um, but eventually, that runs out and that stops. Um, and you, it, it's, it, you just, you can't do it forever. Bandwidth for the most part stays pretty consistent in, in its price. So the more users you have and the less that they're spending overall, the less money you're making. Um, 
And I wonder yeah. if this is a way that they're trying to curtail that a little bit, maybe looking into the future, because it, I mean, they haven't made but $10 maybe off me, and I'm not an active player, but there's plenty of people. I would say you probably have over 50%, and I'm just pulling this number out of thin air, but I'd say you've probably got 50% of the players, Brian, that aren't buying things. So they are, they, they are, they are for all intents and purposes, a cash drain on Epic. Yeah. And that, that is the issue there. I mean, the season passed a lot though. I think the V bucks system, you have a hard time getting parents to pitch in for that. I mean, you, yeah. there's the kids that turn pester and pester. And we've talked about it before. I think the season is something that a parent is much more likely to go into. Now a $15 encryption on the other hand, I don't know that that's going to be any equal to a parent. I mean, maybe if you say, hey, be bucks so I can buy some things, I will, you know, maybe the kid will negotiate. I won't harass you or if you just <laughs> give me this subscription. And that might be the way to do it because with season pass, they have to ask every time, right? Maybe that's what they're viewing. Maybe that's what they're, they're kind of seeing. The season pass, they have to ask. With this, it's automatic. Get the parent to agree once. It's a 15 a month charge. Then I, you never have to ask again. Then they'll forget about it. The parents will just see the charge on there. They won't think about it. Even if the kid stops playing, they probably won't even think of it to get them locked in. The kid doesn't have to ask every three months. That seems to, I think that's the probably the logic they're going for because you're, that's the demographic they're aiming for is the junior high to maybe high school kids. Yeah. Well, I, um, I'm not sure that a subscription model for a game like Fortnite is going to work. Um, but there is in fact a survey that apparently is going to be out there at some point, uh, that asks about subscriptions and, and some pricing. So it does appear that, um, Epic might be looking at that model. And, um, if you, you don't realize this, there is a huge, 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 uh, impact on the way that Epic moves in a market, right? If Epic decides, Hey, we're going to go to a monthly subscription. Would you, you'd be, you'd be foolish to believe that others might not jump behind them on that. I mean, it, they do control a large portion of the market and how that goes. And if the, just like they did with the Battle Royale market, Brian, we might be going back to subscriptions. If you remember the early days of mobile phones, right? Every app was 99 cents or $1.99. We got away from all that. Now all the apps are free. They just suck all your data out um, and put up and yeah. put up advertisements. And we've gotten away from a lot of monthly subscription services for websites and things like that. A lot of that stuff is gone. Everything is ad-supported. Um, I wonder if Epic and Fortnite might, as a you know, globally, move us back more towards a subscription service like you saw in the late 90s to early 2000s, which with a lot of games, not so much, but a lot of web services... Lots and lots of monthly subscriptions for different things. A lot of that, for the most part, yeah. has gone away. You know, you still have your music services; those are always going to be that way due to music licensing. But you know, you don't you don't pay to use YouTube. Now you can yeah. if you want, but you don't pay to use YouTube. You, know, you watch ads. You don't pay to use Twitch. Um, and maybe maybe Epic. But I think I think people need to see the downside though of free to play. I mean, people enjoy. And when it first came out, people were like, "Oh, I can play games for free." 
you know, all these cool free games. But then you hit the point where it just was constant ads or they're constantly asking you to buy things and they make it there. The, um, they, where you can't progress in a game unless you purchase. And it's really, it's a fake, like it's a fake, fake pre to play game. You know, you hit <laughs> a certain point and then it's just, you hit a wall and you can't move forward at all. Um, I think that people are, that's how, I mean, look, we talked last week about how much was the EA is making on loot crates, billions yeah. of dollars, three months. Um, you know, that is something that I think people are now realizing, oh, the play is a lot more expensive. Uh, and, and I think I perfect, uh, personally would be happier without free to play. I okay. like it when I, now, I get the whole game. That's no, what I like. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You, you, you are, you are, you're wrong. You're, you're not thinking this through. You're telling me okay. right here, right now, yeah. you would rather pay 13 to $17 a month for four games. No, 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 not, not per month either. I would like a subscription to where I'm getting like yeah, the pass through Xbox. I'd either like that to where I get the full game for a subscription price, similar to Netflix, or I'd like it to where I'm buying the game outright. But the, okay. Where I own the game and they can't, and there's no monthly fee. Okay, okay, but what about? Uh, okay, but that doesn't answer this question because this to but me it, is dangerous. or if it's the thing that provides me servers, right? If there's me servers that I need to pay for for, then do that. Like like World of Warcraft, I pay a subscription for that. Play it, right? Uh, they do have a free to play model that takes people who want, but you know, there's they hit that wall where you're you're just messing around. I mean, kids can do it, but you know, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, if it's a serious game, I'll pay for it. Uh, but you know, that's, that's kind of the downside of having everything on servers. Now, um, have it to where they're maybe through a season pass, have it through a season pass that I can get access. That's how they used to do it. You would pay it. You'd get something extra through, uh, like black ops and things like that, that Mm -hmm. would give you access to the online play. I would do that, but have it when the base I own and I get everything with it. Don't, Don't nick with skins. And everything else, if I want to buy it, have it. So I can earn the games skins in game, or give them away in the season pass. Don't sell games to, in skins to me when I, I purchase okay. any bucks. I know, but 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 you're 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 not okay. But I'm talking. Let's talk about Fortnite because there is no base game, right? There's no campaign. There's no well, okay. There there was at one point or whatever. There's not anymore. PUBG. There's not a base game. Yeah. These games going subscription, I think, is a terrible idea. Because if you want to play four battle royales, you're dropping at least sixty or eighty dollars a month. If 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 a subscription price like this, if this model was adopted by everybody, mm-hmm. this seem that seems like a disaster. Well, but the, I think they're marketing wrong. It wrong. My my thing is, I think that they're putting it across as a subscription service when they could sell it as a service of okay, the season pass costs this. You have to repurchase it we're offering you pass plus where you get the season pass it automatically renews plus we give you all these every single month and have it to where you know you're getting the v bucks at a discount and it's paying for your season pass it's it's the season pass plus whatever the cost v bucks is at a discount maybe 50 percent off or something I, I think that would be a better sell than saying hey we're switching to subscription service for for uh Fortnite. I, I think I think people would be more likely to say, "Oh, I can," because I've done it before. You know, I've, 
where people you can pay a monthly thing, uh, and I say, hey, I want a annual. Give me two months off for annual, or time, you know, and I'll pay this much. I'll do that. Like I don't, I don't mind that kind of thing. I don't think that doesn't seem to be how they're selling it with this. Be that concept. It seems like oh, we're looking at a whole service, which doesn't feel like an upgrade to me. The whole uh, other got, product they're trying to sell me. Yeah, we've got some people sounding off in chat. Um, Ak Arrow says, "Give me tape. I show him season pass and hold me, everyone." So obviously, uh, yeah, obviously, lots of people uh, pretty passionate about that in the chat room. Um, so, so we appreciate all those comments uh, rolling in here during the show. Um, so that is uh, that is uh, that's Fortnite. That's the subscription service, and um, I I do. I do think no matter what Epic decides to do, if they decide to go towards a subscription model, you will see a very weird thing going on in the free-to-play industry. Um, probably trying to... Uh, you, people, you follow the leader. That's kind of the way it goes. Epic and e- Fortnite Epic are, are the been, leaders. Epic has been the leader. Yeah, exactly. Epic has been the leader. They they led with, with casting, and I think that they found that they made much more money. Um, do, do, doing that i think they're now trying to figure out beyond the season pass what's the better method than constantly asking people to buy stuff with v bucks and if you can have v bucks things but if you offer a way that they can get constant v bucks fed into their system on a subscription uh you know then people are going to be more likely to spend it where when you're having oh i have to go buy v bucks to get this thing people then feel the burn of it right uh, i think if they if if having V bucks build up, you're like, oh, I got so many V bucks. Let's go spend them. I think they're they're trying to test this kind of the A B test. Are we gonna money off of people in the long run doing this subscription because they all spend the V bucks versus having people make the decision? Oh, do I want V bucks? Yes. Oh yeah, you definitely don't want to be feeling the burn, Brian. You got to be careful with that. Um, <laughs> so let's uh let's talk. We were, we were just talking about them. World of Warcraft. Um, they did their pre. You know, I watched. PH sit by 20 minute respawning item things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, my little home assistant's going off over here. No, I'm not, not, not sure why that's doing that. Um, but uh, the. Um, I'm sorry, Brian. This, whole, this thing is talking to me. Okay. We've got, we've got. Yeah, yeah. We've got. I, I don't know. Turn I didn't up yeah, I'm not sure what what the deal is with that, but um, yeah, I watched watched some of the pre patch stuff that went on today, and the DLC comes out in what two weeks? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's about to. So, so well, they put it out now, but the actual full expansion is going to be releasing in a couple weeks. Or let me get the exact date. Uh, uh, they they changed it a couple times. So Shadowland. It's good. Oh, it'll be at the end. Yeah, so it'll be a couple weeks. What is with WoW? Um, they're offering up until the ninth. They were offering a which versus yesterday. They were offering a free uh, come back and have to be a, pay the subscription. Pretty much a free weekend, the fifth through the ninth. Okay. Um, and something that for people that maybe were considering because you could then experience there because there's so many changes. I talked about the level changes and the whole starting experience. A lot of people who haven't played them. They gave them the fifth through the ninth, which su- sucks is when, when they did it. 
you know, more than a week early. So we can't talk about it in the show until after it's already happened. But they did do a, a, a free weekend for people to so you all content uh, over the week. But going to be also starting today, they're doing another kind of event. Uh, and so if you go on there, you'll have some unique experiences with zombies and something else. And in a couple of weeks, they'll be doing the full, full out expansion. The whole paying $15 a month makes sense because your player that does this tends to put hours, you know, throughout a month. Uh, and they see a value in that. Now, if it was something that you casually play, dollars just like for the casual player of Fortnite, I think that's way too much. But I think with this, with the average player, how much they per month, reasonable because most three hours a day, you know, and that you got to think that's how many servers they have to keep up to maintain that. Yes, sir. Um, Brian, if you'll go ahead and reconnect for me for for a minute, we'll see if we can. Sure. Get a better connection with that. Uh, Head Neophyte just hit us up with the 12-month resubscription here on Twitch. Jingle, boom, Says it's for the uh, mustache wax. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to pass that along to Brian uh, so he can, he can have that uh, ready to go. He wants to, uh, I mean, I don't think you get to decide where your, where your sub goes, but uh, if you want uh, Actually, my girlfriend wax. bought me uh, a mustache, uh, a beard kit, and it has mustache. I actually put some in, uh, put some in yesterday some beard wax how did it make you feel oh uh, it smelled all right i mean it was it was fine i used to <laughs> you remember when i had the giant beard like i had I to do. oil that thing constantly and maintain it it was it was yeah, a pain good good looking man um all right yeah. let's uh let's take a look at let's take a look at a couple other games here uh apex legends um there's a uh there's a there's a pretty funny thing here and this has been this has been something that we've talked about in the show in the past when does a glitch become a hack and when does a hacking and glitch or when does glitching be uh, when does that turn into banning um and it turns out that 419 top ranked apex legends players were banned using a glitch in the game to beat up on bronze players so i believe what they were doing here um is that they were using a it was, these are diamond plus players so the top ranked players they were mm-hmm. using a glitch you get into uh the bronze ones. lobbies which are the lowest um and they now if you're if you're a diamond plus and you're playing against a bronze it's it, it's it would be like brian going and playing a group of preschoolers in hockey i mean it's not going to be a yeah. it's not going to be a very good it's not going to be a very fair experience um and obviously ea caught on on this and banned, of course, one shy of 420 players uh, from Apex Legends. I'm I've never really been a big fan of banning or suspending or slapping people on the wrists for your incompetence. Yeah, um, for their mistake. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Tag Durante just resubscribed. Says this sub is for Nick's slow. <laughs> expensive internet server hashtag at att can suck it i agree with that tag thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> I, I i stand behind that statement 100 by the way there will be an article in dude in it very soon uh and next I, week we'll have crystal clear 
uh, stream. It is going to be next week's episode of Infection will be the clearest Infection podcast video that you've ever seen. Well, it's- plus plus tomorrow I'm getting my new router, which is a top ubiquity bit router that you has 3.5 gigabits per second with full packet inspection. Every other so, every other word you said just broke up, but I, a good router's coming. Okay. <laughs> Packet inspection, it's going to be great. Tune okay. in next week, please, yeah. please, jo- please join us again next time. This is bad, bad representation. <laughs> It'll be of better, one. I promise. <laughs> it can't be worse. Um, hey, we're a special broadcast here. We uh, we uh, we've been doing this for many years. We're top yeah. of our game. Yeah, I'm sure all the high end developers are checking us out this week. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, this shows Brian. You know. Uh, again, I hate to do stuff like this, but I just I feel the need to do so. This just shows the adversity and the um, the commitment that you and I have for this program. A lot of other podcasters yeah. would say, "You know we're what? To hell with it. it. Yeah, we're just week. not gonna we're not gonna do a show. We'll do a show next week." No, no, no. That sh- this shows the, the commitment. We've never missed though, and so that would have it be just because the picture was fuzzy that we were like, eh, it was, we've been through hurricanes, uh, divorces. I mean, you name it." <laughs> All the stuff that could possibly happen. And, uh, oh, the, the connection, we're just going to have to skip. If, if there were any other time, we would have been like, all right, I'll call you on the phone and we will do this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we're, uh, we're working through it. And, yes, this podcast is sponsored by AT&T. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, Brian, banning players for using a l- – now, this isn't a – Oh, yeah. This uh, is my girlfriend's like- pointing out earthquake as well i left out earthquakes we had an earthquake here earlier this year i forgot about that um and judd says last week nick was getting really close to cutting it yeah that's true last week the election had just happened i was sleep deprived i was pissed off the internet wasn't working yeah i came very close uh but i didn't and we're still when we were there and we're still here um unlike most exploits brian where you're getting a like for example duping is a great example of an exploit that we see people getting banned from. This is a different one though. They were using this exploit to get in bad lobbies. They weren't getting any additional in-game benefits. They weren't getting, you know, higher XP or now you can make the argument they were cuz they were playing worse players, but they weren't getting higher XP, they weren't getting better weapons, better health, better regens. No- nothing changed on the game. The only difference is that they were playing worse players. Yeah. This one is. I'm that not was raising necess- the rank, though. I mean, is that oh, are was. they looking at that at all? That it was raising they, the win, rank. Win, 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 win. Yeah. But is I'm not. I don't. I, I I don't know. I don't think they should have banned these players. Yeah. For this type of a, a glitch, as they're calling it, I do think it's a little extreme. Now they're going through and. Doing something that really negatively, like perhaps stealing currency or something another character, something that was badly affecting the other character. This was maybe creating a more negative for the other players because they were getting stomped when they were like, "Okay, I'm in this lobby. I shouldn't be getting stomped." Uh, but I think it's something where they should have this happening, patched it, and said, "All right, this isn't going to happen anymore." Um, even with you know, maybe they could have some rank from them you know said hey if you're doing this de-ranking you a level or, or something because you know you you put some extra ranks from it um but on other games like 
whatever they ran in these days, we just do a server wipe clearatory and no one was really worse for the wear once they fixed the the, the bug. And I think that this should be more of should have been dealt with is clear out, do something a little bit. Yes, sir. Um so there was also um there's a new season um season season six is ongoing right now. Season seven is seven is gonna be the new one. Is the new one, um, and there's going to be some have, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In my uh... oh wait, no, that's a different. Take that back. There's another game. They're doing like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for their theme, which is nothing like um, this one though. Yeah, they're doing seasons and they're making it easier because yes. they were running into the dailies were too hard, and so they they redid the season seven dailies so that it's easier to get them done every day because it was just I guess we're complaining about how difficult it was to actually complete uh, uh, dailies at the current things. You know, if you're on the left, that was all the things that they had. Um, now they've really cut it down and just made, for instance, deal damage in a match, you know, was 300. Uh, they put that down to two survive time. You had to survive for 45, what, minutes? I don't know, 45 something. Uh, and now 15 minutes. Ben's uh, was 15. Now it's 10. I mean, they reeled this down. Yes, they did. Um, they, 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 they definitely did. So, um, so yeah, that is, uh, that is that. And, um, yeah, PH some 20, of those... yeah, I was talking about smite. Smite's the one that just teenage mutant Ninja turtles for their season pass. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's. Can we announce a uh, game giveaway, and uh, then uh, we'll roll into the uh, to the new Rust video. All right. So we'll do action point giveaway. We'll have this be sixty where, and you also must be a follower. Um, I'm going to give away a copy of Dark Siders Three. And this, if you've played the Dark Siders series, um, but this is. This is more of a kind of an RPG. Let me get up things so it gives me the real. But it's kind of a, a hack and slash action type of game. This one has a female protagonist, different than the previous Darksiders. But this is Apocalyptic Earth on Darksiders 3, a hack and slash action adventure where players assume the role of Fury in her quest to hunt down and dispose of the seven sins. So this has mostly positive ratings. That was released in 2008. So just about two years ago, and this is an RPG. So if you're interested in that, right now it is. They show the deluxe edition, uh, 59.99 current, and uh, we'll be giving it away for free. Exclamation point giveaway in chat, and by the end of the show. Yep, you can go ahead and enter that in chat, and uh, now we'll take a look at Rust. We've got a new update here from our friend Shadowfrax, and uh, we'll discuss right after this. Greetings, survivors, and indeed friends. Shadow Franks here with your weekly development care package containing all of the essential new supplies, such as some exclusive pictures of progress on the Happis rescue attempt, the HDRP backport, and this thing on my face here. But first, according to YouTube stats, none of you are subscribed to me, so make sure you correct that straight away. Maybe you could even accidentally brush up against the like button whilst you're at it. Right, so it's the beginning of a new month. 
I think. And therefore, a patch should have just happened. So let's have a lightning recap on what you can expect to see on your next trip to the world of Rust. This update was called the Stables Update, and regular viewers will know that this means there are now two Stables monuments which should spawn on default servers. They're both safe zones, and here you'll be able to purchase equine accessories and neddies themselves by buying a saddle and choosing a horse in the back. At this precise moment, this will be the only way to get them. As mentioned previously, a small amount were supposed to still be found in the wild, along with the return of a few rowboats on the beaches. However, due to a bug, this was delayed until December's patch. There were, however, some horsey quality of life fixes this time, including GG's not randomly murdering you when dismounting, no longer getting stuck on the terrain, and now regaining health when fed. If you can't afford the exorbitant cost of Discord these days, you'll no doubt want to craft one of Rust's new phones ASAP, or there are public ones available around the map. A couple of extra notes are that if you give your phone a name, it will appear in the directory for everyone to see, and numbers can also manually be added to the list for speed dialing. As detailed last week, you can now add taxi modules to cars, allowing you to pick up random passengers, extract valuables from them, and kick them out at any point. Also worth mentioning is that if you put a taxi module on the front of your car, apart from not being able to see where you're going, you will gain an external trade flap, which could be useful for drive-by transactions. In order to get players to actually use cars, this month there were also a load of cost reductions to make them more attractive to own, along with a new car parts loot box, and a slight overall reduction in engine power. As forecast, Rust now has weather, which means much more variety visually, wetness at times, and a ton of gondars for server owners to play around with. You'll find a full list of them on this month's dev blog, or just pause this screen. Just remember that if you're running any of these from the F1 console, then you need to prefix them with SV or they won't work. As well as this, road signs are now harvestable, you can change your view model over to being left-handed with a convar, and storage monitors can now be glued to vending machines. Picture frame glass should be even less dark, and for server owners, the convar server.logo image was added to allow you to specify a URL for a circular server logo for use in the Rust Plus app. Alright, over to works in progress where there's a lot of experimentation still going on with AI, although it is still just experimentation at the moment. More work on the work cart branch and train tracks for us to trundle around on at some point, and a refresh to the supply drop artworks apparently being undertaken. More on this when I get it. Okay, so I have managed to get hold of some details of how the Happis Island rescue attempt's going. This is, of course, the long-needed rework to Rust's main official non-procedural map, which had deteriorated somewhat and was almost chucked in the recycler. The entire northern side of the island is being overhauled and expanded. There'll now be more flat land along the shore, three ice lakes, and reworked ice on the water. These shots are all going to be from the editor. I must just say, and so shouldn't be taken as final. The launch site is getting a general snow up and a polish. The northwest is having a full facelift with a refined shoreline, and the junkyard is being fully remade. Caves all over the island are being trimmed. There will be less impenetrable cave bases. The desert in the south is being expanded further west toward the lighthouse, and there will be more coastal islands here, along with a complete rework to the island's road system, including plans for some road tunnels here in green. Although, as with everything, this is all subject to change. The HDRP backport, which involves a load of art assets and textures which were made for the HDRP branch and that are now going to be merged into the current version of the game, is going pretty well. And here 
are some recent shots. Just note that it's a work in progress and some stuff isn't converted properly yet, so this isn't the final product. As you can see though, the rock textures in particular are looking far superior to what we currently have. It looks like a few monuments are getting a facelift to go along with this, with a full redo of the satellite dish scene, which will include sewers, and a bit of a change to the sphere tank as well. I have seen both of these, but I'm going to hold off showing you until they're more polished, so stay tuned for that. There'll also be light changes to the airfield and moderate changes to the military tunnels and sewer branch. And yes, what is this cappuccino stain on the front of my mug? Well, the oh, team Brian. decided to support Movember this month, yeah, finally they're catching up. Awareness of men's health, and the way you can do this in-game is to buy the Movember moustache <laughs> item from the store for five dollars. I feel like I'm going to be pressured to keep my moustache. Oh, you might as well now. Splendid. Yeah, I know. Why? I mean, you're not going to shave it now. I'm just you got to really at least wait till next week. Channel Magnum PI by wearing the stosh and shades at the same time. Cough, cough, hint. Sorted out face punch. That's Join me on right. Twitch for streams of things, or maybe just head over to my store <laughs> and buy a subject to change shirt. Why not? Links will be down below. You can also follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and my Steam group to stay up to date and support me directly by becoming a patron like these chaps here on the right. I shall catch you all soon, of course, but in the meantime, keep calm and stay rusty. Cheerio. All right, cheerio to uh, Mr. Shadow Frax as uh, we roll on with the program. Couple, a uh, couple cool changes: the phone directory, um, horses, uh, mustaches, barns. and yeah, barns. Yes, which uh, it's pretty, I mean, it sounds like they're working to my prediction of a western. No, open no, world. no, 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 that, no, 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 that was not your prediction. Your prediction was space. No, 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 no. that was the yes. second prediction. Now, originally, I said, remember, I said western which they, we kind of missed no you never said rust was going to be a western you said no, no, western games rust. i said i said rust is but i'm saying maybe they're going to fulfill my prediction about there being a open world western style game no that never you are you are you are rust itself going to go to a space have put out an space expansion okay. i'm not but i I'm said, not, remember originally i said I can pull out my book. I am not having this argument with Robotic Brian. The reality is Rust is not going to be a cowboy game. Your prediction was Mars or the moon or some space. It was not Rust being a cowboy uh, game. And you Rust are not... Hey, uh, hold on a second here. I'm in, char I'm in charge of this ship. You are not going to pull the wool over the eyes of me and the Infection Podcast audience, Brian. You are a liar. I said, okay, so the second prediction we ever made in this book was <laughs> next major game genre will be open world Western survival. Yeah, I know, but this isn't an they're open world. There. No, they're not. They're adding horses and Rust barns. That's an not open, open world. world. No. Yes, it is. Fake news. Open world survival game. Rust is an open world survival game. Yes, but it's not a cowboy open world survival game just because it has a helicopter. There. They got just muscles. They've got horses and barns. They are going there. They're so are you telling me? Oh, hold on. Okay. All right. 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 So you're telling me if a game has a car, it's Gran Turismo, or if a game has a plane, well, no, it's Microsoft they're, they're Flight Simulator. Hold on a second. Or if it has a plane, it's a Microsoft Flight Simulator. Is Soon that what you're telling saloons. me right now? We'll see. Next, they're gonna have saloons <laughs> and covered wagons, and then will you finally come around? <laughs> Yeah, as uh, Bra says, helicopters and RPGs, real cowboy Brian. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Hey, hey, hey it's kind of like uh, Firefly. 
It's, you know, it's kind of a space opera. It's a different <laughs> space opera kind of thing. It's, it's a new, new it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. What makes this conversation 10 times better is that it's impossible to understand what you're truly saying. But, but I think, I think we all get the point. Hopefully the, the, uh, the wind generator spins faster, you know? Like, yeah. In the, in the cowboy game. Um, yeah. so, so that is, uh, that is, uh, that's rust. Um, and some of the things yeah, tuberculosis, that, you know, that'll be the perfect question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've died of dysentery. Um, so, uh, Let's cover a couple other things here. We're pro- we're gonna probably be running a little short tonight, and that'll that'll work out because of uh, some of our yeah. technical stuff. But uh, dead matter, we've got a couple things from them, um, including a uh, blog summary, which I believe is going to cover. Uh, I believe it's going to cover this patch right here, which is patch zero dot five dot zero. So let's uh, watch. Uh, well, I'm not sure, but let, we can come back to it because watch it and let's make sure because there were days between these and posts so i wasn't 100 percent sure they didn't cover gotcha all right well here is an update this is from uh mr atomic ducky i believe is his name and he'll be uh, he'll be now bringing us official these are sanctioned video updates these are uh these are promoted by the the folks over at dead matter so let's uh let's check this out and we'll discuss right after this. Welcome back to the channel. Another Dead Matter update this week, which means another video to cover it in an alternative audio format from yours truly. If you haven't watched these before, you can expect this video to cover all of the blog updates, main points for those that would rather listen than read. If you're looking for developer interviews, overviews of various systems within Dead Matter and mechanics being built, or just see some early closed alpha gameplay, uh, you can subscribe to this channel and you can find those in my Dead Matter playlist. Reggie kicks off this update with a special thank you to the veterans of Canada and the US, with Remembrance Day coming up on the 11th. I'd like to extend this to both active and former serving members of the British Armed Forces as well. Know that the Dead Matter team, myself, and the community appreciate your service. What are the British Armed Forces? Thank you. Since the last update, the team has pushed another update to those playing the closed alpha and are already at work on the next patch. Given that the update was a collective work from the entire team, Reggie has decided that this blog post will mostly center around the patch itself rather than the team's individual work. For that reason, this update is a bit shorter than the last one, but the last one was also quite a large update as well, so let's just jump into it. The closed alpha version of 0.5.0 was focused on fixing some critical issues that impacted playability whilst the team is working on the larger scale revamp that was mentioned in the lesser from the project lead. If you haven't read that yet, I'll leave a link for that in the description of this video. Whilst that's being worked on, the current map will see optimizations and asset improvements that carry over from the larger scale changes as they become available. Those playing the closed alpha will be happy to know that ladders have been given some love this week, aimed at improving reliability from previous versions. The changes should allow players to easily access areas such as rooftops and bunkers, and most importantly, allow them to get back down without injuring themselves. Along with this, the player inventory and traders received a mutual update aimed at reducing issues with trades. These fixes should stop some oddities with items and money being received in strange amounts, 
untradeable items and traders asking for the wrong amount of currency for an item. As part of this update, a fix has been issued for a cause of item duplications, but Reggie notes here that the team is sure others will be found during the closed alpha testing. And just a reminder to use the in-game bug report feature on the main menu if you find one of those bugs. A number of small quality of life changes have been implemented, such as zombie aggression being tweaked to make their response to gunfire less of a death sentence. The team still wants them to pose a challenge when you choose to fire your weapon, however, so do bear that in mind. If you remember seeing the 5.7 in the last update, you'll also be glad to hear that this has been added to the game as of this update. As was mentioned earlier in this blog post, the level designers are primarily focused on the project revamp to steer the art direction back to the team's original vision and get the ball rolling on that front. However, a number of bug fixes as part of that work made it into 0.5.0. Many environmental assets have had their rotations fixed and many materials throughout the world of dead matter have also been fixed. Light bars on emergency vehicles were previously broken, but they now work, along with interior lighting of buildings receiving some improvements so that they look a lot better during the late hours of the night. Reggie makes one final note here that the full patch notes are available on Steam for all closed alpha players, and that the team are hard at work on the next patch to fix any inevitable issues that arise from this patch. That ends the section of the update where we look into changes that have been made to the game itself, but if you remember from last week, the team also started a community roundup to showcase the best of the player screenshots each week and some content from QI partners. You can see these screenshots on your screen now, and some of these are awesome. One of these is even set up for a mobile phone, so if you're after a new screensaver, this might be it. The team also draw attention to a member of the QI Partner Program, and this guy is one of my favourite creators on YouTube when it comes to survival games at the moment, and someone that I consider a very good friend. Rallyat, or Taylor, made his own recap of last update, and has been covering Dead Matter for quite some time now. Take it from me, you'll want to subscribe to this guy's channel if you're a fan of survival games. That's it from me on this one, guys. Remember to keep discussion to things posted in the blog itself only due to the fact that the NDA is in place and obviously we don't want to breach that if we can avoid it. So once again, thank you guys for watching. Remember to like and subscribe to the channel. It helps me out a ton and have a good one. I will see you all in the next one. All right. I forget that he always does that. Um, <laughs> I, I got, I got to remember, I got to get used to it. Um, want to thank, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Atomic, uh, duck there for, uh, for that. I like that they're doing those. He's doing those video versions of, the, um, of the vlogs. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're helpful. It's nice to hear somebody, you know, you can read something, but when somebody actually says it and explains it to you in the context of the game, that's why we find the rust ones. So, um, informative as well. So, that is a dead matter, and that did, I believe, cover that patch. That yeah, it looks like it did. Yeah, it looked like it coming. So, so it, it went ahead and uh, and and covered that, and of course they brought up. Um, I guess I guess it's called Remembrance Day in other countries. It's called Veterans Day or Veterans think, Day here. Um, yeah, I think I think in Canada they call it Remembrance Remembrance Day. Day. There you go. So that is um, that is dead matter. Well, we've got a. A bunch of updates from Arc, and I'm gonna, I'll try to go through these real small quickly. ones, and then one big one. So yeah, one so, big one that wasn't quite expecting. So let's uh, let's take a look at these real quick here. Starting off with uh, 315.16, uh, 
and uh, this is a big one, Brian. I know a lot of people have been waiting for this one. Fixing multiple server crashes. So we got got that out of the way, thank God. Moving over to 315.17. Fixed an issue where player characters were not linking up the tribes correctly. If you had recently transferred to or downloaded your character on a server and it was not placed in a tribe, please do not create a new tribe. Once this patch is live, you can transfer out and back in, and that should grant you access to your tribe. This could have been disastrous because you lose your structures. And official servers, and yeah, there, be, this would get messed up to where it'd be very difficult to get. Yeah, I mean, you lose claims, like you transferring lose... Transferring out back... I mean, if you if you did anything kind of crazy in between, not knowing that's what they wanted you to do, uh, you pretty much have to have a server admin, which probably isn't very useful servers to get them to fix these things. Yeah, so um, so they so they've got that um, squared away. Three fifteen dot eighteen. They fixed yet another server crash. Three fifteen dot nineteen. They fixed a bug which prevented players from being able to connect to unofficial servers. So that was three fifteen dot nineteen. Now we jump to the three sixteens, Brian. And this is a big update here. Three sixteen dot eighteen. What all is going on in this patch? All right. So the TLCs on various dinosaurs. Pretty much going looking at their stats uh updating their models so they went through in this one and the mammoth tlc now mammoth should be improved they didn't really go into a ton of detail what that is and i'm sure later they might put out something showing off some of the improvements so the mammoth has different things about it. the stego has been improved uh they have put in a taming so they don't show any screenshots of that, but with the taming, they've improved the taming HUD. They've adjusted the turret radius settings, so that, that looks different. Uh, insects are now breedable, which I wonder, thing that we had about for a while, they were going to have a mini game of this where you could actually beat the different dinosaurs and you could be the bus, and they shelved that. Um, I'm wondering if at some point they're going to, you know, them starting to actually work with bugs and things if they're going to eventually turn that back on. Um, wyverns are now breedable except for the zone. Uh, and that was something... Did, couldn't you get wyverns, though? Yes, you could. Did you have to go get... You have to go get uh, the wild wyvern eggs bring you breed eggs. I thought you could burn eggs. Maybe not. I don't, I remember. don't remember that. But Neither do I. Yeah, I... I, I knew people would bring them in maybe that was something that they couldn't so uh, so yeah wyverns are now breedable the gig, uh the gigas what we call them uh maturation time is 15 percent, so tilth is around 10 days so uh, people who know when you're playing this game and you hatch something from an egg uh it can take days and days for that, that which is a huge dinosaur days to be able to hatch it with constant maintenance you have to go in and and keep it a certain tour and do all these things to it. It is a pain in the butt. Um, they increased these base health by 33%. Uh, they also increased their movement speed by percent. They added a slow draining bleed to the thyla uh, coleos, which is not a saber tooth, but similar to the size of a saber tooth without, without the tusks. Uh, their basic attacks. They reduced the depth requirement for, for the megas eating so that that it can be, be bred maps. Um, 
and that's a big giant sea turtle, the Mega Chelon. Uh, they also reduce station and aging times to match the Megalosaurus, uh, which is looks like a, the big elk type of thing. Um, added a pack bonus for Megalodon, damage reduction, and damage increase member within range. They added a bleak to the Megalodon. Um, actually, take, yeah, that's weird. The Megalochin, and I mistyped. That's weird. Okay, sorry. The megalodon matches the, which is weird. The 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 one that looks like a shark now matches the elk looking thing. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, maybe they mistyped. No, it does not. Maybe it's the same. <laughs> they increased the Jerboa's base weight capacity from fifty five to one hundred twenty. Matches the bulldog. They increased the Ankylosaurus metal weight reduction by, by ten. Um, they you can now turn you can now turning with a, a to the Genesis race mission. Uh, the basilisk eyes. Uh, the element reward for the island bosses has been increased by 100%. Reward for center bosses has been increased by 100%. Element reward for scorched earth has been increased by 50%. HLNA, HLNA would jitter a lot client FPS. Uh, fixed a bug, blow up two pieces of C4 without consuming. Uh, they fixed the onyx having icon. There's a lot of typos, they said. They fixed a shoulder pet set issue with on the Giga. They fixed a bug where the localized and translated cryopods, would, which prevent the correct information. They fixed a multiple level design related bug, such as holes, floating foliage, and incorrect volumes. They fixed prevented you from placing cliffs structures in the Genesis Part 1 ocean biome. They fixed a bug which broke biome rides. They fixed a bug which allowed players to fly across the map with certain creature pulling hooks. Uh, and they completely disabled the option to set teleporters like on, on official PvP, including using them. Uh, now that option, they have new dynamic options that they put for like a gun reward multiplier, the baby imprint amount multiplier, the baby cuddle inter interval multiplier, and, and also the hotkeys for the GCM demolished has changed to G when using a keyboard and mouse, and they ended the Halloween event. So that was a pretty big pat. Yep, and then uh, they had just one other one after that. That was 316.28. Fixed a bug which caused players to disconnect after defeating a boss, and fixed a bug which caused players to time out or get a login lock error when transferring on an official server. So uh, that <clears throat> that is what we've got from ARC. A couple big updates this week. Um, and uh, we'll continue to track what goes on with them. Let's take a look at uh, Zero real quick, Brian. We've got an update out uh, just a little bit ago uh, today, a couple hours ago, um, and here are the changes that have gone on in this one. Uh, the first part is that um, due to high demand, they've implemented an experimental uh, player versus environment only server, um, so they've got that in there. They, in terms of map changes, the uh, Nader or Nader military base has been redesigned. They adjusted vehicle spawn locations, adding two new spawn points. They added military crates to the Radome buildings, and then added military crates to the air control tower buildings. In terms of animations, they've added a new Deagle animation, which is a pistol. They added uh, G17 animations. I believe that's a submachine gun. Maybe it's a pistol. Um, fixed a clipping issue on the MP5 mags. Fixed an issue with weapon pullback animations not playing when crouched. Fixed an issue with pistols not staying 
in a in the fire pose uh, fix and then the fix G17 the issue. by the way is is the Glock Glock 17 okay, pistol, perfect. Right? I I was I was close um or I was par- marginally right um and then final one was fixed some issues with pullback animations not de-aiming so those are the animation changes in terms of UI they updated the level up UI updated the quantity transfer UI the workbench will now only display items that can be dismantled or repaired at the workbench so it's not going to show everything it's just the items that are usable at that workbench fixed an issue with deployed objects showing the wrong weight on the tooltip implemented new notification system for non-obstructive messages while in the inventory and then fixed an issue with server restart notifications overlapping hostile notices so that's all ui stuff in terms of crafting they've reduced the level required for the emp to 14 they increased the level required for the sandbag bearer to 17 they reduced the level required for the gp grenade to 17 reduced the advanced military backpack to 18 reduced level required for t3 turret to 19 and adjusted experience given for all recipes translations they've updated the portuguese and french translations or localizations of the games for that in terms of parachuting they fixed an issue which caused parachute position to not be in the correct place when landing as well as fixing an issue with the parachute not attaching correctly when in first person mode in terms of items various melees will use less durability now um crafted melees will be more resistant and then fixed an issue causing ammo to drop at a zero durability when the inventory is full Uh, turrets they will now give back ammo that has been loaded into the turrets upon pickup so if you pick it up you don't lose the ammo it gives it back to you um for for binoculars they fixed an issue allowing first person slash third person swap when using the binoculars and then they've removed all of the items that were in the game for the halloween event so that is zero early access patch 7.2 and that hit um a little bit earlier on today so a couple cool things in there animations ui crafting um and then of course removing the halloween stuff so that is uh that's what we've got from zero all right so i wanted to talk a little i, I brought a game a couple of weeks ago that they'd done a remaster for or they were working on a remaster and i got some back of people that used to play those games i used to play in high school if i remember correctly uh and it was a really, really fun game called Sam and Max. It was Hit the Road, uh, I think was the original one. Um, they're going to be remastering Sam and Max Save the World. And this is one that I think was put out by, uh, if I remember correctly, yeah, of course, is no longer around, really. Uh, but this, this was they I have this game, I, if I remember correctly, Save the World. And it, it's very much like the original. The original Sam and Max is of a uh, old school Lucas adventure game, as far as the graphics. But they're going to be redoing this one. Uh, if you want to show it really quickly, that shows the difference. Now, with our internet connection today, they may say, "Man, that looks exactly like the original." Uh, but we'll see if they actually can see the clarity of this. But this is the new remaster and Max Save the World. Rated T for T. Hmm. I like it already. This feels oddly familiar. 
the commissioner, Max. Multiple reports of malfeasance in the neighborhood. That's my favorite feasance. That fiend hypnotized you to do his unspeakable bidding. This qualifies as a baffling mystery. I'll drive. Not while I'm alive. Exactly. I may have accidentally chewed through our brake lines. Good to have you back, little buddy. What are we waiting for? Sam, I'm getting confused. You're not the only one, little buddy. Destroy! It's like a dream! The kind where you wake up screaming with a gun in your hand, your pillow torn to shreds, and the upstairs neighbors calling 911. The best kind! I guess we should get back to work. Not yet. I'm still on my break. Okay, now. Hmm. Seems like a... So that's uh, slightly more modern. This, this is a little bit more modern. So the original one was Sam Road. Okay. Uh, hopefully, I'm hoping that if this takes off, that, I don't know, probably licensing you, because this one, this is the Telltale one. The devs that did the Telltale uh, ones are redoing to improve it and make it more modern. I'd really like them to do the Max the really on that is hilarious. But most people, younger people, you know, your age, you're, you're gonna look at it and say, you know, the graphics, it's just it's tough to get past that barrier of the old graphics. But if they yeah. remastered that, it's such a good game. The so funny. They, they already have voice acting for it because a lot of those Lucas Arts games, they did voice acting for for a lot of the things on them. It'd be really easy for them to remaster that. So hopefully they will. This one they're remastering, but I'm still holding out for the the original uh, remaster and hopefully at some point they'll pick that up and then get the licensing for it gotcha all right cool um <clears throat> well uh let's uh let's wrap up with this game um this is satisfactory and there's actually a video out here that covers um i believe it covers a good chunk of the fixes and bug fixes in this update called the fluids um, but anything that mm-hmm. is not covered, we will uh, we will cover in um, after the video. So here it is. This is the official update for Satisfactory. It is patch version 
All right. That is the uh, update from Satisfactory. Um, a bunch of the changes it looks that like they it made covered. There. Yeah, it looks like it covered in there most of the changes. So. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, one thing I was going to mention, on one thing I thought was funny, Notch, you know, the guy who made Minecraft, uh, somebody posted a, a, something on Twitter. What would you do if you, you know, were a, had a billion dollars? You know, what would you do? And he says, I would sit at home and play Satisfactory. <laughs> and then because that's all he does because <laughs> he's got a billion dollars and he sits at home and plays satisfaction. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Joker Jay says they're doing an amazing job in that game. Yeah. From everything I've heard, I haven't yeah, played been it. Improving it's, not, it. <laughs> it's not really my cup of tea, um, but from everything I've read and seen and heard about it and people talking about it, it is nothing but high praise on satisfactory. So yeah. uh, if that in fact uh, tickles your fancy, I'd, I, I, I don't know. I haven't had anybody bad mouthed to me. Um, so yeah. take that for what it is worth. All right. I think that covers pretty much everything um, that I, that, that we can get to everything now. Important. Now, what did um, you do? There's, there was one thing on the halo master chief. I don't know if we cover that or we cover it oh, later. Uh, yeah. We'll just, I'll just bring up the fact that um, <clears throat> halo four is coming to the uh, master chief collection, um, which will make it complete. And that's coming out November 17th. Um, so for folks that like, I th- I've got it on PC, the master chief collection, uh, who were waiting for all of the games to be available on that. It will be available on November 17th and the collection will now be complete. And, um, hopefully on a new Xbox, we will have a new halo game eventually at some point. Yep. So that is, uh, that's, uh, that's what, and then maybe we can, if you want, you can watch that video later and see if you want to play it next week. I think right now it'll be, people won't be able to truly appreciate it. Yeah. So um, with that being the case, um, I will uh, let's do a quick, uh, quick current players here, um, looking at a couple different games and some people that are playing them, starting it off with Ark Survival Evolved, currently playing 49,066, the 24 hour peak 73,201 with a seven day peak of 98,941. All right, Brian, put your... uh, Put your thinking cap on for this one. Look at these numbers. 51,525 yep. people currently playing Rust. The 24-hour peak, 74,963. And here it is. Seven-day peak, 101,674. I mean, you talk about doing something right that your community yep. loves, that the players love. It is Rust. I don't care what anybody says. That's, I don't like it. it. You're wrong. It is Rust. And you can tell this is most in players as well too because that's one thing that we've seen with, with all these other games is the huge flins you can tell that they have a lot of americans because right now this is the peak time where you have fifty-one thousand plus players it's not like twenty thousand or ten thousand like a lot of the other ones where i have a huge american market exactly and finally seven days to die currently playing twenty-one thousand five hundred and fifty-five. the 24-hour peak twenty-five thousand seven hundred and nineteen, with a seven-day peak of thirty-five thousand seven hundred and 97 and that is current players that brings us up to date on all of the players and their currentness now brian i don't want to uh i don't want to step on your territory um but i do Mm -hmm. not feel that you doing tip of the week um will be very relevant as we are losing about every third word uh out of your mouth so that's fine we can skip it this week if if you want to do that yeah so we we can skip it I, i mean i don't feel the need to do it if you want me to i can't or we can just uh, it's a good tip or, or or we can or you can just do it i mean you week. could try it yeah i mean you could try if you want 
I <laughs> totally are you giving on the interstitial for the week? Yeah, you could. Are, are, I tried are, to make are, it. It, it, I think it's simple enough to where you won't get tripped up on like weird phrases or things that are particular for that game. Are you so. bestow? Are you bestowing tip of the week on me? Uh, yeah, I'm bestowing you tip of the week this week. We'll uh, we'll we'll let you do tip of the week. All right. Well, oh, that's Brian. Um, uh, wow. I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous here. Uh, so this week's uh, tip of the week is uh, satisfactory. We saw that re- really beautiful video about uh, satisfactory. Um, the the tip for this week is when you're starting out, you want to pick an optimal starting area. Like many other games, your start area is super important. And in this case, you want to keep an eye out for copper nodes, limestone limestone nodes, and water. Uh, the copper, uh, which is super important in the game, allows you to make copper wire, uh, which is really important early game making electronics and things like that. The limestones allow you to make concrete. Obviously, that's going to be important for building. And water uh, has got multiple uses. But the big one is that you can pipe it into your production for various items as well. Uh, if you start out in a grassland area, these those should be pretty easy to find. If you start out in a desert biome, you'll run into some trouble finding all of these um, and if you're able to build near uh, all of these resources, you will more easily be able to get to tier one and then tier two in order. Um, this will allow you to start uh, depositing resources into the hub terminals or space elevators, which will allow you to reach tier three and above. So as uh, as with many other games, your starting location, if you have a choice over it, um, is super helpful. And in this case, uh, it is the same with satisfactory. So that is tip of the week. Very nice. Oh, oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and do uh, the game giveaway here really quick. We'll close and we'll redraw this one. All right, just congratulations, just for gaming. And uh, you have won a copy of Darksiders 3. Oh. And I'll cheer on. Uh, on Twitch here, so that you can redeem that, and that was a fifty nine ninety nine. So, congratulations! Yeah, just for gaming, a uh, long time friend of the program. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate your support. Um, speaking of a couple of other uh, long time friends of the program, Head Neophyte and Tag Durante, both hitting us up with the resubscriptions here during the show as well. So, uh, we want to thank all of those individuals and everybody else who is uh, constantly, you know, we were uh, chatting today with uh, with Green Man, of course, about uh, Green Man and PH about packs and all that fun stuff. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get out there next year. All right. Um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm out of town this weekend uh, doing a little project for a friend. So uh, I will not be around. The new Call of Duty comes out, of course, the one freaking weekend I'm going to be out of town. Um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll likely be playing that for anybody that, that plays call of duty. I'll likely be playing that a good chunk of the day on Sunday. Um, and then the, yep. and then the weeks and months after that. Um, so if you're, uh, if you're getting the new call of duty, I'm getting it on PC. Um, I, I'm done with the console versions of COD. So I'm getting it on PC on battle.net. If you, uh, want to play it or hit me up, uh, send me a message in discord. I'll give you my battle tag and, uh, we'll link up here in the next week or two. So. 
Um, I think that is all. Um, I think that's all I yep. got, Brian. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Well, if you want to find me, first of all, you can get at Brian Aldridge on Parlor, or you can go to my attack uh, on there. There's different ways you can contact me. If you want to go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, you can go there, join our server through Discord, uh, where you can submit news topics, you can hang out, chat, play games. Also, game groups, you can get a notification before the live show. Uh, also, I'd encourage you to go and you can do a video form of the podcast, which we have recorded and live through Twitch, through YouTube, through BitChute and DLive. We also have our pre and post shows posted there uh, on another channel uh, linked right below our BitChute link. Uh, uh, we video only forms, so you go to the very lower end using a mobile app or desktop app. App. There's a lot of listen to, to us. Uh, if you're listening after the fact, you can follow along on the show notes for now, now episode four. Uh, links to all the things that we, the videos that we watch, the articles that we reference. Uh, and also, if you want to support us, you can do that at amazon.infectionpodcast.com, infectionpodcast.com. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Brian, and uh, thanks to everybody for uh, putting up with uh, a less than subpar, I know, audiovisual episode. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, all of that stuff will be resolved uh, as we go into next week. But nevertheless, we're here. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us again about the Xbox or anything else, you can always send us a tweet at InfectionCast. Brian and I both have access to that. YouTube comments are always a good way as well, or uh, pop in Discord, um, or you can send us an email if. I don't believe we've got an email in quite some time, um, but it's contact.infectionpodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with us like that, you can uh, you can do so. Artie, Brian, well, thank you. Thanks for your patience. Um, and um, I hopefully will have a, uh, hopefully I have a better solution for us. Next Everything will be better Tuesday. next week. Oh, very good. Um, so, uh, so that, so uh, yeah, that is going to do it. Well, if you want to, um, learn a little bit more about some IT stuff. I'll be running a fantastic article, art, fantastic article about uh, AT&T in the next couple weeks. You'll find that at my website, dudeinit.com. I'm also on Parler at Nicholas M. Craig. It's the same handle on Twitter. If you missed any portion of the show, show notes, links, images, videos, pictures, uh, low, dist- low resolution images of Brian, all those on our website, infectionpodcast.com. That's going to do it, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week. We'll see you in high resolution next time.